This week on Meatheads, Derek and I will discuss how you can start a daily exercise routine and how you can take your first steps on the long road to being a daily exerciser. Our take on fitness apps and expensive fitness gimmicks, and we'll give our thumbs up and thumbs down to things we love and things that annoy us, all on Meatheads. Eagle's Nest Convenience and LaFleur's Restaurant, located on Route 207. Eagle's Nest, open daily from 8 to 11. Pick up something fresh from their deli counter. Open 8 to 6 on weekdays and 10 to 5 on Saturdays. And while you're out, grab some takeout or call in for delivery at LaFleur's Restaurant. Open 11 to 7 from Sunday to Wednesday and 11 to 8 from Thursday to Saturday. All your needs in one convenient location. Welcome to Meatheads. I'm your host, Mark Lalonde, alongside, as always, my good friend, Derek DeLille. Derek, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good yourself. Good. Are you enjoying your November to this point? I'm having a great November. Everything seems to be in check, workouts in check, nutrition's in check, and right now everything's running nice and smooth. Right. And so no negative after effects from the time change or the darkness coming on at like 4.15 in the afternoon? No, because I do all my workouts in the morning with the sun is out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. When it does get darker, I'll be driving back home and it's a dark outside. It's only 4, 35 o'clock and it just feels really late. So that, that can be a problem to a lot of people that do work out in the afternoons, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of my clients, uh, I, one client in particular who I see uh, six days a week between, usually between 5 and 7 p.m. And so we were meeting and it was daylight and all of a sudden I see the client and the client and it's dark and the client shows up and she's morose and this and that. And so I've noticed a little bit of an effect on clients, but not on my workouts per se, because like you, I like to get those done as early in the day as possible and take care of it as early in the day as possible. Otherwise, anxiety starts to set in and then I start worrying about, am I going to be able to sleep tonight? Have I worked out today? This and that. All these things go through my head. That actually is a really great place to start this week's discussion. So Last week here in Yuriweze, uh, we ran a story uh, about an anywhere workout, a workout that you can do anywhere, anytime with no fitness equipment of any kind, just using household goods, a backpack and some books and your own body weight and energy. So I thought we'd explore that a little bit more this week. And uh, I thought I'd run that past you. Derek, what is your favorite kind of workout to do when you got no equipment to use? You know, bodyweight workouts are, are sometimes one of my favorites. Uh, I started my business just doing bodyweight exercises for people that didn't have access to equipment. And a lot of my times were outside. And then when we decided to come inside, we still did our bodyweight exercises. And I find if, if, if you can't do a push-up, you, don't, you shouldn't really be doing a bench press. You should learn the basics, use your bodyweight, basic squats. Because a lot of people that don't know how to squat will put on weight and do half reps, quarter reps, or just really bad form. So I think a lot of people will benefit from just going to back to basics, just body weight workouts, you know, push-ups, sit-ups, squats, lunges. Those are pretty tough workouts if you make it into a, a, a complex circuit. You know, if you're at the advanced level, maybe 20 squats won't be tough. But if you do 20 jump squats, 10 squats, say 10 jumping lunges, and then 10 lunges right afterwards, that's a brutal leg workout right that there. Is, I'm, I'm just tired just thinking about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired like, of just saying you. Are you telling me that uh, that's something we should be doing daily? Because that's not that's not my leg workout. Oh, I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, definitely not. Like, like this is for somebody who's been doing it for a while and they can't get to the gym and they're just doing basic squat, bodyweight squats for 10. I'm like, I don't really feel anything. You know, they might have a small child or they might have like uh, like a backpack. Let's say mm-hmm. they, can, they can add weight. They can add resistance. They can slow down their reps. It doesn't have to be a bunch of jumping and big long circle lake exercises mm-hmm. you know sometimes 
my mentality, I still do those workouts after my weight. Actually, mm-hmm. if I do weighted squats, yeah. I love finishing off with a squat, a jumping squat, mm-hmm. a lunge. I'm just sadistic that way. And sometimes I give it to my clients. Right. I, and that's, I find those are, those are fun too. I agree with that. I like to burn out with those. What I'll do is one of my favorite leg workouts is to throw a bunch of weight on the squat rack and do four to six very heavy squats and then uh, 40 unweighted lunges. Mm-hmm. And when you're done, if your legs aren't rubber, I challenge you to uh, a polygraph because I, I, <laughs> I, I can't see that your legs wouldn't be rubber after that. Yeah, yeah. So those are, that's one of my favorite legs. But uh, in, in, you know, in all seriousness, I, I see a lot of my clients outdoors. And, and last year, especially given COVID and indoors and lack of gym facilities and this and that. So we found ways to, as you say, you know, engage those body weights, uh, learn to help people, you know, embrace their movements better with step ups. One of my favorite exercises is just put a foot on an elevated surface and stand on it, bring the, the standing foot down and then repeat the movement over and over. It keeps your quad engaged. It keeps your leg engaged and it, it makes a great cardiovascular workout. And as you say, you grab a backpack, you throw some books in there, you can have 20, 30, 40 pounds on your back and you're doing those step ups. And you know what? That's a great workout in and of itself. Around here, Ganawage, there is a fabulous fitness park just not far from where we are podcasting at this very moment. Derek, you, you've used it in the past. I've used it in the past. What is your favorite thing to do at that particular facility? On that facility, what I, I like having, because they have uh, high, lo, high bars, low bars, and I find a lot of people can't get any type of rowing exercises at their homes unless they're using weights or bands. So with this particular bar it's um I, I believe they're they're um they're dip bars but if you kind of hang underneath of it you can kind of pull it so you're like doing an exercise called the inverted row mm-hmm. and sometimes you can't get that done at home mm-hmm. safely mm-hmm. so when i went there i kind of encouraged my clients to try it out right. it helps work your back and it's for the people that can't do pull-ups or chin-ups it's a great it's a great alternative exercise to do you know what that is you once more you nailed it that's bang on and i would agree with you that is the toughest way that's the toughest exercise to do is a, a latissimus dorsi back workout uh, at home because if you can't do multiple chin-ups or multiple pull-ups you're really not give it you can't there's no way for you mm-hmm. to give your body the resistance it needs especially if you're a bigger guy like you or me to offer up any sort of back workout at all like i can do you know, I can, I can take a barbell and I can put a hundred pounds on it and do bent over rows that way. But that doesn't, that's, that's mm-hmm. not, that's not a great workout for me. Whereas if I go to the Gunawage Fitness Park, they have three levels of, of dip right. bars, but also of, of push up and pull up bars. So I like to do cage pull ups, get myself underneath it, angle my body. And then that way I can pull my body up and down. It's right. not a full pull up with your heels on the ground, but it's, it's modified and it stays that way. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one of my favorites over there. And they have different heights, so you can adjust your resistance as you go forward. Say, maybe you're like, oh, I'm feeling really strong today. I'm going to do 10 at the higher bar, and then I'm going to get down and do five and angle my body to a lower point and make it five very challenging pull-ups. And so that that can be a great workout in and of itself. That's, that's yeah. my favorite. So we've talked a little bit about daily movement. We've talked a lot about exercise. We've talked a lot about our favorite exercises. So we're getting to the time of year where people are finding themselves. They're inside more. They're sitting more. It's cold. If you're a person who wants to start exercising, where do you start? Sometimes I I like to have these people start walking. 
pretty much. You just start walking outside. The weather's cool, but you bundle up a little bit. You, 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 you get yourself a sweat and it, it kind of engages in, into the world of exercising. Your heart rate is you know, increased, you're breathing heavy. It kind of prepares you to eventually jumping into a gym or, uh, or working out in your, own, in your own home or backyard doing these exercises. I agree with you. Um, I would I'd go so far as to say a few years back, I started a routine that really worked well for me in terms of my personal fitness. I was doing next to nothing regularly for exercise, and I began walking my dog every night for, you know, 30 to 35 minutes. And what I would start doing is at a certain point, I started going a little further every night. Maybe it was a block, maybe it was two blocks, maybe it was a kilometer, but I ended up, you know, making those walks two hours, two hours plus, and I found that it activated my body, helped me, you know, sort of gain a, gain a sort of consideration for what I was capable of and to lead me into the gym where I started to embrace this fitness thing fully. And I would say that that walking started me. Yeah, it's, it's a great start. And even if, like for some people who, who may have uh, children, young children, old children, they like to play outside, they like to play hockey. My son has a hockey net, we go outside and and you don't realize what kind of cardio activity you're doing. And it's not boring. I, I'm not walking around the block for an hour. I'm out there shooting, running around, chasing the puck. And, and that is exercise. So when mm -hmm. I check my watch tracker and it tells me how many calories I'm burning and I'm like, Hey, we just burnt 400 calories just playing street hockey. That's awesome. You know? And it's like, I don't have to jump on my, my treadmill or my bike to, for, for an hour to get it done. Yeah, it doesn't feel like an obligation. You're just out there playing. And, yep. and sometimes the ability to go out and play without any physical restriction can be a, a wonderful offshoot right. of being in shape in and of itself. Cause you don't even have to think about going out. Oh, are my legs going to hurt? Are my hands going to hurt? Do you think I'll have enough wind? No, you just go out, you play and you have fun. And because you've challenged your body, your body's capable of doing it. So that's always something I, I, I embrace fully. Been walking uh, my dog now, my two dogs, I have a half Pyrenees, half St. Bernard and a half lab, half Newfie. So they're big dogs. They like to walk a long distance every night and they're used to it now. I do that every night. And I also work out two to three hours on average a day. You know, sometimes I'll do my own workout and then see other clients in the evening. This lady I work out with six days a week. I work out with her 100%. So it's like my second workout of the day. Right. I don't do this because I love lifting weights so much. You know, I, I, I love it, but I don't, I don't know anybody who's like, yeah, I live to lift weights. I do it because I sleep better, can manage my anxiety better. My blood sugar is burning at all times, and it allows me to indulge a little bit more in things I love in life. Which, where, where do you stand on that? See, for myself, I, I, I love to work out. I do it three, four days a week, and I, again, I do, I do get some anxiety. Right, like I do have, I suffer from anxiety. So when I'm working out in the morning, you know, but once I get my workout done, you, I feel great. It just gives you that that boost of, of, of just feeling great. Mm -hmm. And if I, if I. Stick, if I skip it too long, you get moody, you get anxiety, you get irritable mm -hmm. and you don't realize why it's because you're not getting that, those endorphins that right. you get from working out. Yeah, you're not chasing off that, that cortisol, that fight or flight chemical that comes from stress. And so exactly. if you're not used to push, if you're used to pushing that off and then all of a sudden you're not, that can really mm -hmm. have a deleterious effect on your lifestyle. I know for me, I had a high anxiety morning this morning. I got up and I was feeling fearful. I was feeling anxious. Banged out a workout at 11 o'clock with my client. A really serious workout. Finished with an extra heavy bench press set. And uh, now I'm like feeling great. No anxiety. How about you? You know what? This morning I was, uh, I'm on, a, like every every six weeks I change my workouts. And this and today's workout was fantastic. It's I was even looking forward to it 
come Saturday. I knew what it was on really? Monday. Nice. It was because I knew it was going to be some squats and I did 12 sets of two reps, but they're only 60%. They're, they're two reps, rest 30 seconds, two reps, rest 30 seconds. I'm done. It's uh, just light explosive exercises. That wasn't really, you know, I enjoyed it, but what I was really looking forward to was my little finisher. I had, I had some, some dumb exercises. It was one of them is called a one arm dumbbell thruster yep. where you have a weight in your hand, you're squatting and pressing overhead, yep. 10 each arm. And then I did uh, five pull-ups. Yeah. And then this is the catch. I did 50 sit-ups, 50 ab mat sit-ups, which took me probably about seven minutes to do. I don't train abs and using an ab mat, it just, it was a tough exercise. So from my thrusters to my sit-ups, I think it took me seven minutes. And then I did pull-ups again. Then I did 50 more sit-ups and finished off with thrusters. And it took me about 15 minutes. I'm like, I was, I was gonna quit. I'm like, why am I doing 50 sit-ups? I never do sit-ups, but I just wanted to complete it to get that, to feel sure. great after your workout. And once I was done, I'm like, that sucked, but I did it. Right. And my morning clients did the same workout. So if they did it, I definitely have to go right. through it, right? Yep. So it's like, if I'm putting them through something. I got to be able to say exactly. that I did it as well. Exactly. I don't yeah. want to ask my clients to do something I'm not willing to do myself. That sounds exactly. like an awesome finisher because you hit all the major muscle groups. Yep. You have a push, you have a pull, and you have an abdominal. So yeah, and that was the whole idea because on Tuesdays I don't really work out. I might go in and do some cardio. Mm -hmm. I actually started doing cardio now. When you get to our age, it's, it's it, I think it, it's kind it's, of beneficial. It's a little bit of a stress reliever on the joints, no doubt. It, yeah. it really is. Yeah. And then the next time I hit my upper body is going to be on a Wednesday. So I want to get a little bit of upper body finisher today. Right, but it still takes a little bit of the stress off your shoulders. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm I'm a, a this time of year I'm a two ice pack. Uh, on every, on uh, on my shoulders every night. You know, what? I was telling somebody this morning when I went in, I'm like, I feel it was cold in the gym this morning. I felt kind of stiff, and you know, two classes went by. I'm trying to warm up during their workout, mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. swinging my legs around. I'm like, I feel so yeah. stiff. I can't even get this done. But once I got the squats out of the way, I'm like, okay, this is fantastic. Sure, you're warmed right up. You yeah. have a full range of motion. You're you've activated the muscles, and then you're ready to go. It's funny people say, oh, I'm really tired. I shouldn't lift weights. I'm like, that's exactly <laughs> when you should <laughs> yeah. lift weights. Yeah. It helps feel to wake so you much up. better. That brings me to my sort of my my next tip for people who are sitting around at home at night and wondering how should I get active. I have a way that those people can sit around and get active all at the same time. Would you like to hear it? I, I do. I do. One of my favorite techniques that I like to use is say you're watching. I don't know for argument's sake a hockey game. They still have commercials on hockey, so. Streaming is tougher because there's no commercials, but we'll just assume TV has commercials for the time being. I like active TV watching. And what do I do? How's an active TV watching go? What I do is I get down and I do 20 push-ups every commercial break. So every two and a half minutes or so, you're banging out 20 push-ups in a commercial break. If the commercial break goes particularly long, say you can do two sets of 20 push-ups in that commercial break. And that does two things for me. One, it keeps me active and engaged during this quote-unquote sedentary relax time. And what it does secondly is it keeps me from going into the kitchen right. and getting potato chips or something during that late night snacking hour that plagues many adults our age. Right, right. So those are those are amongst my my favorite things. And like so it's a double whammy. I'm not going to get garbage snacks in the kitchen to indulge in while I'm sitting around and I'm actively burning off more calories than I would have otherwise. See, that, that's that, that's a great plan. Cause a lot of times when we're in the gym, like for myself, I don't do much abs. Right. So when those commercial breaks come on, it might be a good 
opportunity to get those leg raises and get yeah. those planks in, get the yeah. sit-ups and that you're not going to do yeah. on your regular basis. Bicycle crunches. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> unpleasant. But you can, if you're fast, you can get uh, 200 bicycle crunches done in a commercial break. Right, right. Like it, they, they go faster than you think. <laughs> but that, 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 that last 60 is always the toughest, is always the toughest. There's no doubt. So moving right along, we've, we've discussed a little bit about how type 2 diabetes is a major concern amongst indigenous people right. uh, in North America. We've talked a little bit about, you know, daily exercise and the, the power of that movement. But, you know, we, we, have, we have discussed and touched a little bit on the chemical response in the brain, too, and, and how exercise increases or decreases or lack thereof decreases our, our mental health. You have been a trainer for many years now. Tell me about some of the changes you've seen in your clients when they've taken on a new exercise routine and, and begun it, grabbed on, taken hold, and kept it as a result. Tell me about how you've seen their mental health improve. Okay, well, I'll, I'll use a great example. Um, he was an older gentleman, and, and he had a goal for his 60th birthday. He wanted to bench press, uh, I believe it was two plates, which is 225, for 20 times. I believe it was 20 times. And we, we trained, yeah, and we trained for it. And he eventually got it, which is fantastic. That is fantastic. That's but, NFL numbers. Yeah, he was, and he, he was, I believe he was a gym teacher. But yeah, I was really, really impressed with him. Uh, he also had a goal of doing a box jump. Not okay. a super high box jump, but a box jump. And he, 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 he did it. Nice. But the best part of the whole thing was, his, like, he's very modest. He's very, doesn't want to talk about it, you know. But his wife would come up to me and said, he went for his, uh, his, his doctor's appointment, his blood test. Mm -hmm. And all his sugar numbers are down. His, uh, his bone muscle or his muscle is, mm -hmm. has increased and his, his overall health improved. And that was from him just coming in three days a week, doing the basic exercise that we do. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was a big group class. It was a mm -hmm. big family class. You know, he, he just made so much progress. It, it, it made me realize why I do this as a job. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's one thing to build muscle, look great in the mirror, you know, and train the booty and all that fun stuff. But when somebody says my health has improved over the last three months and and now I'm not on the verge of being diabetic. It's like, wow, did I do that? Mm -hmm. You know, like as trainers, sometimes we're a little bit too modest. We don't think we mean that much in their lives. We see them for an hour, you know, three days a week. We're like, okay. But then when they come back to Derek and they got tears in their eyes, it, it brings tears in my eyes. And it's like, I'm healthy now, Derek. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. It's like, I did that, you know? So that's, that's why I do what I do every day. That, and I think that's the, the message I think we are trying to spread far and wide is that exercise is our responsibility to our body. And, you know, we have these bodies only for a finite amount of time mm -hmm. and, and the world is full of stresses. It seems to me, it only makes sense to fight against those stresses by mm -hmm. stressing your body a little bit in the gym, but I'm a convert already. So maybe I'm just, you know, preaching into the nether, but uh, I've also noticed that as well, that not only are my, my clients improving their physical health, but they're improving their outlook on life. Right. They're improving their self-confidence. I have one client who was uh, separated and divorced and she start, was miserable and down in the dumps and she started, uh, she started lifting weights and, and that gave her the confidence to go out and start, you know, living life again and, and, and you know, looking for, uh, you know, a romantic entanglement and this and that. And so she put herself out there. She was super scared. Uh, but the confidence that she had from trying a new thing with lifting weights translated into a new thing in confidence. And now she's, you know, happy and in a stable, loving relationship that, uh, that fulfills her. And so she comes to me and she's like, I never would have had the, the, the courage to 
put myself out there if it hadn't been for, you know, you helping me find the courage to do this. Mm -hmm. So as you say, that's why we do the things right, that we do. Right. Because we see our clients' happiness and health increase. And we're like, that's mm -hmm. the job, man. That's that's what we do. That's that's why you do it. Yep. And know? so it's it's so much fun. And you know what? When it when it, when this this individual did his bench press of 225 or 20, I believe it's 20 times or 10 times, but it was, it was a, it was that's a high number, man. Probably that's more than I could. Good number. And I recorded it. And the best thing about the recording was I keep it so I can give it to them and share it with them. But it's the, it's the, the energy he did when he jumped off the bench and he did the whole, uh, I, I, I can't describe, but he did the whole fist punch in the air. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my God, this guy, he's so happy. And right. it was great. It was like the camera was hidden. So it wasn't like a fake, it wasn't a fake reaction. I right. had it hidden just to just to make sure he saw what he accomplished. Right. And yeah, sometimes it, it'll pop up on my Facebook memory. I'm like, oh my God, I remember that day. And I'll send it to him. Like, oh, Derek, that was like so long ago. And so the, it's, 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 it's fun. I like that. It really is fun. And I, I like to build on what you just said and point to when my clients hit personal bests in different lifts and mm -hmm. this and that, I like to point out that that's a personal best. That's you're as you are now better than you have ever been in mm -hmm. your life. Consider that for just a second. And so when they do take the time to consider that for just a second, I think that sinks in just so much. And yeah, because sometimes they don't realize it. They know you're putting the weights on and you're and they're lifting and they don't really they, they pay attention, but we have all the notes, right? Yeah. They really don't. And all of a sudden I'll say, Hey, you know, you did that ten times. Last time you did it five times. That's a new record for you. And exactly. Like, wow, Derek. Yeah. And then start realizing the progress that they're making, even though they may not uh, losing weight as fast as they want to, they're sure. making performance progress and mm -hmm. it's, it's just as rewarding. Right. You know, I, I, think it's, yeah. I think that's the, the entire, I think that's, I think this is the best place to focus their energies because mm -hmm. you can only focus on the next workout, the next meal, right. the next thing you, you can't, you can't spend time worrying about what the results are going to be six months down the road. You have to have a, a mindset where like, I'm mm -hmm. just going to do this tomorrow. Exactly. And I'm going to do it the day after. And I'm going to keep doing it every day for the rest of my life. I used to think Japanese companies were insane. When they when they'd have these company wide exercise classes every oh, day, right, right. But now I, I think those guys are actually onto something. I feel like those high stress, high, mm -hmm. you know, high intensity work environments would benefit from a daily boot camp class or something to that effect. Thoughts? They they definitely would. Um, many years ago, before I was a trainer, I worked for a, a railway company or a rail railroad company, and every morning because I used to work on on the, the tracks themselves. And every morning they make us do exercising. I'm like, hey, this is kind of cool because I was still into exercising. I just wasn't a trainer. But we do jumping jacks and toe touches. And what I realized is all these exercises that maybe I would, I would, I'd be doing in the gym anyways, but people that weren't doing them, it's preventing injury. Because what happens when you get injured, you take sick leave and you get paid to be off work. And it's a whole company thing. Mm -hmm. So when you're exercising and you don't get sick and you don't get hurt, you're more productive at work. And this goes for any, it doesn't have to be just a, a manual physical job. No, it could it be an office job because if you're sitting here and all you're doing is typing and writing and you're not really getting up, you know, there's your, your case for obesity, maybe possibly mm -hmm. getting fatter mm -hmm. get, or getting weight. And um, encouraging people to work out is, will increase the workforce. I agreed. I think that that's, you know, more companies should do it. More companies should offer incentives. I, now I've worked in some corporate environments and this has just been my experience. So if I'm wrong, people in podcast land, feel free to feel free to tell me. But my experience has been that uh, many, many corporations pay lip service to the idea of wellness. They'll mm -hmm. offer their employees like a $200 stipend a year for gyms or, you know, uh, $500 for a, a purchase of equipment or something to that effect. 
the reality is without without some sort of major substance of like we're gonna give you an hour a day to for you to exercise your bodies while you're at work we're gonna take your workload down a little bit for you to better manage that uh we're going to uh offer you you know an absolutely free gym membership there's no extras for you to have to pay ever would i think would be concrete ways to help employees improve not only their personal health but their productivity as i've often said uh one of the best abilities is availability so mm -hmm. if you're sick and injured all the time well you're not much help to anyone right right there, there's a few companies here in town that i know they pay for their clients to work out every every year i'll give my clients a receipt and they get refunded for the amount that they paid with me not every company does it some companies that I would assume would do it, mm -hmm. they they don't, and I think it's 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 quite important. I know, absolutely agree. If, if they're promoting a healthy uh, community, I believe that they should also help their employees get into the gym. You know, not everybody can afford running shoes or or gym memberships along with all the other mm -hmm. bills that they have in life. Yeah. Exactly. So maybe just offering them a little bit to help them. You know, it goes a long way. Nice, absolutely great, great point, and I think that it, that's there there's just so much that can be gained i mean i know that a lot of a lot of companies i've i've spoken to i've consulted with a couple of corporations on this uh, over the last five years and uh, a lot of the responses that i hear is well you know that's expensive that's going to cost us a lot of money and i say how much does your how much do you pay out for employees to be sick every year mm -hmm. and the cost usually dwarfs what they would pay for uh, an employee to have a, a free gym membership, for instance. Right. That cost dwarfs the money they have to pay out for people taking burnout leave. That, you know, the, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. So in a lot of environments, you have companies being short-sighted about profits and not about employee productivity because it's, it's fairly well documented across the board. There's a couple of studies that have been done in the United States where they show employee productivity for regular exercises up something to the effect of 422%. It's crazy. And, uh, and, and so if I were an employer, I would be, the first thing I would do would be like, when are y'all working out? I'll give you a little example. If we think back way, way long ago in elementary school or even high school, when mid midday we'd have either a gym class period or we go outside and play. When we came inside, we were pumping, we were excited, we we're yelling, we we're- Red faces, know, exactly. happy, feel good, yeah. Now imagine you're in the, in the work environment, you come back, from your noon hour workout and all of a sudden, okay, let's get this done guys. And whatever it is you do, you're right. going to be a little bit more energetic to do it instead of waiting for that coffee break and go home. Right. Yeah, I agree. And it, it would, de it definitely is going to, you know, get rid of that post lunch carbohydrate low right. that a right. lot of people experience after their sandwich or their pasta at lunchtime. I would argue there's other benefits as well to daily exercise. I mean, your resting heart rate is lower, which means your you know, your, your body requires less energy to keep itself moving when it's not doing anything. Your libido is increased, which is good for relationships. Blood sugar being burned all day long as your body metabolizes its nutrition and its blood glucose. I just don't, frankly, see a downside. No, and you know, it could be as simple as a couple, well, before I became a trainer, I, I worked in an office and uh, on our lunch breaks or any breaks, we go outside. Some people go outside and they have their cigarettes and whatnot, but me and a group of friends, we'd have a football. And we just toss it back and forth for the 40 minutes you're on break. You know, you have your lunch, toss a football around and get some sunshine if it's nice out. Mm -hmm. And then again, you come inside and you're back on the phones working or on your computer and you just feel great. It doesn't have to be a gym workout. It could be no. just go outside or throw a football and around. Move walk your around. body. Take a walk. Yeah. As we, we began this podcast with telling people, go take a walk. Exactly. Yeah. You know, 
like we're, we live in such a beautiful community where you can go for walks mm-hmm. and there's no highway traffic. No. You know, it's not like you're working downtown and it's, it's kind of chaotic going walking out there. But no, and there's a lovely path right by the river. Right. Um, right. There's, I, I don't see it. I, again, I don't see a downside. Mm-hmm. The, 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 this is people generally drive pretty respectfully around here. Yeah. So you're pretty safe. You know, I, I, again, there's no downside to walking. Get a dog, walk your dog, love your dog. That's my recipe, and that sort of started me. But, you know, you don't have to get a dog to do that. (laughs) We're going to move right along. So we're going to start introducing a new segment this week. We're going to introduce a thumbs up, thumbs down. Derek and I are going to give our approval or our disapproval to uh, those things that we find distasteful and or wasteful or inefficient. This week, we're going to be giving our thumbs up to different things as well as our thumbs down. So, Derek, where's your thumbs up going this week? I think my thumbs up would have to be with fitness apps. I never believed in fitness apps. I thought it was a gimmick, but then when I downloaded a few and I, I realized it can track your calories, it can track your steps, your exercise, how much calories you burn. I'm like, wow, this is a remarkable tool to use, you know, especially when, when you want some real detail on what you're doing. And when I talk about fitness apps, I'm even talking about those workout apps that monitor your workouts, how many reps you did today, how many do you have to do tomorrow, how much weight should you be using next week because mm-hmm. you did this for some amount of period. Right. It, it tends to... Sure, it does the trainer's job for you, but at the same time, it encourages people to use it mm-hmm. and to to progress in their workouts. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people, even you know, not everybody can have a trainer. So if you're going to the gym and you don't know what you're doing, download this app. Right. It, it'll tell you bench press fifty pounds ten times tomorrow or next week to fifty five pounds ten times. Oh, nice! So and it's then, assigning rest periods as well. And, oh yeah, and then, you okay. do your workout, you'll click finish. It'll give you that two minute rest. Mm-hmm. Depends on what app you have, and I find it. it it's a great tool to use. It'll give you uh, a history of what you did say last year. If mm-hmm. you've been, if you keep it up, it'll say, okay, mm-hmm. well, you've increased your strength by 50% since last time this, this year, or you have a new max because you did 300 pounds for 10 reps. So your estimated one rep max is like say 375 pounds mm-hmm. compared to the last time. So it keeps some accuracy to your workouts. Mm-hmm. If you're a person that likes quantitative analysis, right. I would say that that's the perfect thing for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know some clients who have to know exactly how many reps they did, uh, how much weight they did, and you know precisely how long they have to rest until their next workouts are. Mm-hmm. That's, those are fantastic and super. they make you super accountable. There's, again, no real downside if you're paying attention and you're punching in all the data. Like mm-hmm. you're probably get, If you're a person who likes those kind of things, mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I would never, <laughs> ever ever find time to punch my my stuff into a database but if you are i can see the benefit because right. like you know a lot of people just really like to know they like numbers sometimes mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah. i have some people who are just super so my clients are super huge in the numbers so after we get off the air i'd love for you to show me that app and I'll, yeah uh, and i'll pass yeah. that along so thanks very much my thumbs up is going to the millions and millions of people who have returned to gyms in north america in the last Three months. Varying degrees of, uh, of different civil states have relaxed their rules on certain high-intensity classes. In fact, Yukon Territory this week uh, relaxed their rules on high-intensity classes, making them among one of the last uh, places in North America to sort of have a ban on that, and now they've relaxed it. And I would argue that people's mental health is rebounding almost collectively across the board. I have no data for this other than my anecdotal data coming from my clients saying that by and large, most people are starting to return to a little bit of a normal life. Yes. And that's great for your mental well-being as well. Mm-hmm. And having your gyms open 
to the public to go and work out. Mm-hmm. It, it's fantastic. Like mm-hmm. we, we see the posts on social media all the time and you want to give them thumbs up and congratulate them and good yep. job. And it, it's fantastic. I would argue that um, having that third place back for people in their lives, you have your home, you have your work, and you have your third place. For many people, that's the gym. Mm-hmm. And it was no, it was not available to them for a very extended period of time. Yeah. And you could see the effects on people's mental health. They were not right. Things were unbalanced. And mm-hmm. I think by and large, people are A, not only returning to gyms en masse, but they're taking extra time to reacquaint themselves with their former gym friends and mm-hmm. or acquaintances and, right. and, and spending a little bit more time socializing, which I think also is massively, massively important because it, we're humans. We're social animals. We have to feel part of something bigger. There's just yep. no way around it. So that's my thumbs up is to all those folks who are going back to gyms. Uh, we have to give our thumbs down to something too. So, you know, nobody likes negativity. I hate negativity too, but there are certain things that I really do hate in this world. And I'm happy to rant about them, but Derek, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and let you start. Well, see, you made a good point. It's a great transition because since there's so many people coming into the gym, there's also just as many fad products out there that are trying to sell to these people. So like, like I've seen something so ridiculous. It's, it's a tool that goes in your mouth and you chew it and it's supposed to chisel your jawline to give you that leaner appearance. And it just looks ridiculous. And it's on all the social media ads. And I thought it was fake at first until I clicked on the link and there's actually a website on it. How, mu- how much are they charging for this thing that's going to chisel your jawline? You know what? <laughs> I, I, I didn't even go down to see the price of it. I just right. saw the movement where male and female would have this ball sort of contraption in their mouth and they're chewing it. And it just looks ridiculous. You know? So like a wrist gripper for your mouth type of thing? Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. It, it kind of strengthens your jaw. <laughs> I, I'm sort of speechless. Well, I'll have to show you first. that after. And I shared it with a lot of my clients. You see, look what they have now. And this has been going on since the beginning of time, but there's always a contraption out there that promises results. And some of them, people do buy it. And sometimes I look at them like, this doesn't even work. Right. Like, like there's no, like, how can you even explain how? There's, I remember there's one exercise, I, I'm, I, I can't even explain what it was. It looked like this triangle contraption that you'd stick on your stomach and you'd pull it back and flex your stomach at the same time and it's supposed to chisel your abs and burn calories, burn fat. That was the early 90s, was it not? Yeah, That was yeah. The, ab, the ab carver? It was the ab carver. I have no idea. Which was not to be confused with the ab roller, which was another similar gimmick that you put your hands on and it helped you do aided sit-ups. Oh, right, right. Uh, Suzanne well, Summers' ab... Oh, no, she did No, the, that was a gut buster. That was the, the gut buster. The spring. Right. Sorry, the not the ab carver. The ab carver is a different... Yeah, that's actually... Product. A, well, the ab roller is a really great product oh, roll out. It's yes. hard to do, but yes. yeah. And then I, I can't think of all these other gimmicks that I've come across, but you just walk by them at the... They're at right. the store. Sometimes they don't even make it to stores. They're just online. Oh, my God. The online world, like, I, I've... My... I'm so glad you brought this up. Because like my thumbs down is going to, because it's, it's, it's the almost to the holiday time of year. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are, I'm seeing ads all across my social media and all on my different streaming services for, you know, different types of expensive fitness applications, not so much apps, but machines like a Peloton uh, mm-hmm. treadmill or bike with some, with a video conferencing, or there are other brands of, of different elliptical machines and this and that. And what, 
Uh, my major concern is is that we're going to see another holiday where people fool themselves into believing that this $12,000 thing they just bought will somehow get them into shape. Because the reality is people want to spend the money, but don't often want to put in the work. Right. They think the machine is going to put the work in for you. Right. And just by hopping on it yeah. and standing on it. And sometimes what they'll do, like I remember years ago, I, I, I got, I guess uh, before, I guess I kind of got sucked into this. It was like um, this machine made out of bows. Yep. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. And they had, it, was, it was a great tool if you're a beginner. But the, the athlete that they used, he was like this young guy. He was chiseled. And it looked like he's been working out for a few years, even though this machine just came out. Mm -hmm. And he claims that this is how he built his body in 12 right. weeks. So, you know, I was like 17, 18 years old. I'm like, if Randy can do it, I can do it. Right. So I got it and it ended up being a great workout, but it just wasn't a natural feel to it. Sure. You know, it became more of a, a clothes hanger for me, but right. I did have six weeks to try and bring it back. So I did eventually send it back. Right. You are amongst, I think, the 8% mm -hmm. of people who actually take advantage of those money back opportunities. Oh, yeah. More often than not, it's too much hassle. Mm -hmm. And people just say, screw it. I have a $12,000 clothes hanger in that yep, house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not going to lie to you. This morning I came down and my, my stepper was covered in my daughter's hockey equipment drying off. So that was <laughs> that was awesome. But I took it all down, moved it over the bench, and started on my stepper for 45 minutes. Great, great. So I like to start my mornings. But, you know, I throw on Yellowstone on TV, mm -hmm. get on my stepper, and off I go. It's delightful. Sometimes it's a rowing machine, but I always start my day with something like that. Otherwise, I don't feel good. I'm not right. Mm-hmm. So that's, those are my, my thumbs down is to expensive video gimmicks. It's time of year when I get questions about the magic gift will somehow turn a person into a beach body without having to lift a weight ever or put in the work. Mm -hmm. I would go so far as to say that there are no such thing as an overnight success. Overnight successes often take years and years and years of work. Mm -hmm. So there is no magic pill. Is there a magic pill? I don't, I don't believe there is. And if there is, I'm sure there's some hundred side effects to it. So I don't, I think, right. I don't think it's the right so way. So stay away. If you hear, if you hear stories about the magic pill, our advice, stay avoid. away. Yeah. yeah. Especially those fat burning pills that just has tons of caffeine and Oof. tons of ephedrine and you know, you, it'll just jack up your heart rate and make you anxious. Exactly. If, mm -hmm. if, if you, if, if you're overweight and you don't work out and you pop these caffeine pills and with all these other herbs in there, you know, it's stimulants. a lot. They're all stimulants. Exactly. And if you're overweight, that's a, that's a, a lot for your heart to handle. Yep. And especially when you're young and you want to look good for Instagram, you know, these girls or guys are going to take these, these, these pills and they're maybe underage or just very young and it's mm -hmm. dangerous for you. It's, it's really dangerous. dangerous. It's, it's ridiculous. And, and let's go so far as to say, we really don't endorse the use of any sort of, of those fat burning. None at all. No. Um, an ephedrine caffeine aspirin stack has been a bodybuilding staple in the community for years but there's been a lot of science lately that questions even the fat burning properties of of ephedrine and caffeine yeah like uh, like they say it stimulates your metabolism but i remember using it when i was 19 years old and then i used to get headaches i'm yeah. like maybe it doesn't work uh, or maybe i gotta take more you know you don't know because there's no written there's no written nope. documents to tell you how to take it because it's just hearsay from bodybuilders that may have used it but that's another topic, but I believe a lot of times people or professional athletes will tell you that, yeah, yeah, I take that, but they're actually taking something different. Mm -hmm. So the kids don't know what, what's, what's in going their supplements. on. Exactly. Yeah. That is a whole other discussion for a whole other podcast that we'll be, we'll be, we'll be delayed to get into supplementation uh, 
a little bit down the road, but um, we're going to wrap things up very shortly for this week. Um, we're going to finish up with one of my favorite segments, and that's our, our dad joke of the week. Tell you what, my daughter loves Christmas. This weekend, she made me decorate the house. Like She got up on Saturday. My 17-year-old daughter, who loves things messy, got up Saturday morning, didn't sleep in, and cleaned the house top to bottom so that we could put up the Christmas decorations when I got home from coaching my son's basketball game. Well, I decided this year that I'm going to make Christmas extra magical for her and I'm going to buy her a fridge for Christmas. Can't wait to see her face light up when she opens it. <laughs> nice. On that note, um, <laughs> this has been Meatheads. Thanks very much for listening, everyone. We really, really appreciate your time and your passion for the subject matter. Lord knows we have enough of it. Derek, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you. Meatheads will be back in a couple weeks. Until then, we wish you a wonderful workout, a wonderful day, and get on with it. Thanks for listening to Meatheads. Stay up to date with all your Niwa Zay podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or Google. This project has been made possible by the Community Media Strategic Support Fund and offered jointly by the Official Language Minority Community Media Consortium and the Government of Canada. views and opinions of the guests expressed in this podcast do not reflect those of Redewise and its employees.